0: This is the Impunity Observer monthly live stream. Fergus Hodgson, your host. We are a geopolitical intelligence service. ImpunityObserver.com is the website. If you've not already, please follow us on all our social media streams. I especially like Telegram and get our monthly newsletter. We are discussing today the outcome of the Argentine elections, which were yesterday. And we have two great gentlemen. I'm, I'm just honored to have them with us today. Eduardo Marti, who is the founder. Of the Foundation for Intellectual Intellectual Responsibility or Free FRI, and Adam Dubov is a financial analyst and publisher based in both men both based in Buenos Aires. So there there are two main questions I want to address today. One is how on earth did this happen? So it, you know, spoiler for anyone for anyone who hasn't seen Javier Millet has won under the Freedom Advances or Liberty Advances Coalition and beaten Sergio Massa of the Peronista faction, you might say. And then what exactly will happen? Because we're all, let's say, excited that there will be the end of the peso, the Argentine peso. There will be maybe a a defanging of the Peronista legacy and then opening up for trade and investment. So, Adam, we spoke. I don't know. Uh, one month ago, I guess, or with the before the runoff, do you want to clarify what changed between then and now to give such a decisive victory, winning by more than ten points, ten percentage points?
1: Well, yes, it's been a long month, the last month of campaign here before the second round. On one hand, the there was one of the advantages for Javier Millet is that the opposition vote uh, was split between. Uh, Javier Milei's the Liberty advances and the more traditional and conservative slash social democratic opposition of Juntos por el Cambio, which governed in from 2015 to 2019. Yes. So ha- Javier Milei was able to attract the the mo- a- almost every vote that was uh, was put forward for for the traditional Juntos por el Cambio, and he also attracted the vote of another. Um, opposition candidate called was uh, who was more of a local candidate with a strong um, following in Córdoba province. And these two factors made Millet being able to overcome the strong
0: Peronist opposition. Right. Do you want to clarify too, uh, Eduardo, and we haven't seen each other for a year. It's, I mean, it's been, it's been, like I said, it's an emotional day for me seeing two of my good old friends uh, from Argentina. But it what changed between the initial election or the the election with with a variety of candidates and the runoff because watching from abroad it seemed like there was a great deal of let's say a decline in optimism in Malay after that initial round leading to the runoff and then suddenly something changed was there any kind of event that catalyzed the change well i i think uh, to give you some context i think that uh,
2: Uh, Reiner Sittelmann, a German guy, wrote a paper today explaining, trying to explain the victory of Millet. And what he's saying that what really changed in Argentina, not today, but for the last 20 years, was the attitude towards free markets and capitalism. And that's not by chance. Everything began when Benegas Lynch's father went to the States, and he got in touch with Ronald Reed, and he replicated. Foundation for, Econ- for Economic Education in Argentina, Centro de Estudios sobre la Libertad. Yes. He sent people, his son Alberto and Loncan and some other ones to study there, to participate in different seminars. Alberto created SEADE. He took place at the University of Buenos Aires. And yep. Belén's father sent 10 of us to study with Grove City, at Grove City with Senkholz Austrian Economics. So when we came back, we started to teach Austrian economics and we did that job for 20 years. So that's the base. That's the la the, 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 the siembra. I don't know how you say that. Maybe, Adam, you can help me. Uh, uh, we were <laughs> just cultivating the land for this to happen. So uh, I think that the youth... In Argentina changed their opinions towards free markets and capitalism, and that's around 20-25% of the population. So Millet got those votes, 30%, in the first election. The conservatives, as Adam explained before, uh, they were with Macri and with Patricia Bullrich. This is a mix of nationalism with pro-free market attitude, but more like social democrats. But yes. when they govern, they fail. They fail badly. That's why mm. the peril is returned to the country. So now I think they learned the lesson. And when they had to choose, the next day of losing after losing the election, they went to really make peace with Millet and giving him total support. And that's credit for Mr. Macri. He proved to be a man of state. And when he had to choose and to support the right side of the equation,
0: he did it for Macri. Interesting. Yeah, so you say Mauricio Macri behaved as a statesman and yeah. was, let's say, a good loser. He did not uh, get bitter or seek to undermine Millet. Yeah. And even though, as you say, Macri himself had largely a failed administration. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Okay.
0: You know, I want to read an important quote that I saw last night from Alvar- Alvaro, Vargas Llosa, although it's in Spanish. So let's let, let's I'll put it up in both Spanish and English. No, so basically, Álvaro Vargas Yosa is the son of Mario Vargas Yosa, a prominent Peruvian intellectual, and his son now lives in the United States, but obviously writes and travels through Latin America all the time. And his basic statement was that this is one of the great uh news news items that Latin America has produced in recent years, right? It really is. And a profound development that Millet won, and he, he's saying that uh, he's saying that there's a there, they, this can go to one of two ways though. If he fights and succeeds, it will create immense, let's say, opportunity and almost a, a, a more vibrant Argentina, a real rebirth or liberalisation. However, if he fails and let's say has more of a, a Macri performance, he will actually leave a bitter taste in the mouth regarding what is the you know. Neoliberalism or all these negative connotations of markets. Now, okay, Adam, I'll go take you first, and then go to Eduardo. Do you want to give any prognosis as to, as to which way we will go? Will it be a mixture of the two?
1: Well, I heard many libertarians say, say particularly these that they were a bit afraid of uh, a Millet's victory because if Millet would uh, would fail, then all the libertarian ideas would be tainted because of his of his bad government. Um, my opinion is that if you look at the Congress and how the Congress is composed right now after the election, Millet will have to negotiate with some of which was the opposition that was with the former opposition, which is, is thought to be an ally of, of Millet. The, but they will have to negotiate and try to, to reach agreements in order to move forward all the ideas that he has been proposing. Although I think that what Milei has that Macri didn't have is that a strong fundamentals and strong principles and a more clear view on where is he heading at. And and this is not like important for Argentina and for the libertarian ideas in Argentina. But I also I also start i also start seeing a lot of libertarians around the world embracing Milei as one of their own. Uh, so this could have an impact beyond Argentina's borders and. Uh, if Millet is a, um, does a successful government, then this could, could invigorate all the libertarian movements around,
0: at least, the Americas. Right. Okay. Do you, yeah, do you want to comment on that too, Eduardo, about the likelihood of this actually being somewhat of a success?
2: Well, I, I think that in order for you to be successful, you need to develop several qualities of character. Yes. I think that undoubtedly Millet has some of them, and probably lack like a couple of them too. But I think that <laughs> the expectation of, for him to be uh, to be successful are pretty good. His the chances to be successful are open, and uh, he has the energy and the youth to really be very energetic, trying to promote the policies. I think that in general his economic points of view are good. The idea of closing the central bank, allowing competition of currencies, uh, uh, he's in favor of dollarization. We, in general, think that that's a, another fiat money, and of course, uh, is always better than the pesos. But in the long run, it's going to be is not going to be a real solution. We would like better gold or bitcoins, but uh, still, I think that is for the moment with an hyperinflation running probably at 300 percent in a soon. So I think it's uh, it's a great idea and will contribute to stabilize the country. Cut taxes. We had 167. The idea of just leaving eight, ten taxes with the lower aliquota and uh, to pay less. The idea of just not in the country anymore. The idea of reforming the labor laws to allow people to get into the formal markets. And I think uh, the open trade and to compete with the world, all those ideas are good. So, if he finds the team to go with him with principles, of course, he will be facing a very, very difficult reality and a lot of opposition. This is going to be a jungle. But uh, he looks like having the courage to face all that and to be able to succeed. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, I'll just stay with you, Eduardo. You you really believe in, let's say, the merits of building the intellectual foundation in the country, the, the right climate of thinking. And do you want to comment then, just expanding a little bit on Millet's actual understanding of classical liberalism?
2: Well, Victor Hugo used to say that when uh, the time, the proper time comes, uh, ideas rule the world. So if an idea has enough impact on people, you will not be able to stop them. So I think that Millet got in touch with Venegas Lynch. He read Fundamentos de Analisis Económico. He read Money, Economy, and the State. Uh, he read a little bit of Mises, Mises Essentials. And, yes. uh, and I gave him uh, St- Stephen Hicks explaining postmodernism from Rousseau to Foucault. I don't think he read yes. it, but he was open to um, interested. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he read yeah. a little bit of Rand here and there, some chapters of The Bridge of Selfishness. I don't know if he digests them properly, but I think that some some uh, sentences he pronounced are very close to those. So I think that he's much better than Trump. He's he's in favor of free trade. He's much better than Bolsonaro from an intellectual point of view. his uh, He's very irritable. I don't know. He's very, he's like... He's got
0: a short temperamento, bad temper. Right,
2: right. So, <laughs> so I don't know how he will behave in power, but uh, he think, I think he understands basic principles of liberalism, division of powers, and uh, he's in favor of Republican democracy. So I think that he has some knowledge of Jefferson and Franklin. And uh, so I don't know how deep his knowledge is, but he's very enthusiastic. So unless the opposition and the social democrats start to bring his uh, to wash his brain, I hope that his determination in favor of freedom will help to really help to transform Argentina, attract investments, and uh, just uh, make this country a country that uh, deserves that, that you are happy to live with. Uh, uh, has not been easy lately.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, look, there's so much to say there. And Eduardo, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm so pleased to have you here. and I'm, I'm putting up a screenshot now of your organization, the Foundation for Intellectual Responsibility. The, you are, and I put the link in the comments on YouTube here. It is frilatam.org. That's the website to go to. And I've also put up the book that he mentioned. And I have a copy of this and the audio version Stephen Hicks is a great intellectual. I've met him before. He's he's given presentations in in Argentina that is explaining postmodernism, skepticism, and socialism from Rousseau to Foucault. And Adam, do you want to add any comment to Eduardo's assessment of Millet's actual intellectual foundation? I I mean, I agree that maybe Trump and Bolsonaro are not high bars to surpass. But do you want to add to Eduardo's assessment there?
1: No, in general terms, I'd agree with, with what Eduardo said. I I can add maybe one of the less attractive sides of Millet is that while he has these strong foundations based on Austrian economics authors, libertarian authors, etc., he's also very prone to absorb um ideas of those who surround him. Uh, and I'm not saying that, that, that are, th- these ideas are completely anti, anti-libertarian, but they are not like classical liberal ideas. So um, in the last years, Millet has been surrounded by more of a tradition, uh, traditional uh, conservative nationalist um, wing, which which was essential for him to get the victory because a lot of people voted Millet without, w- without being libertarian and because they liked their um their their affinity with, with with this figure the vice president I'm talking about which yes. is not strictly libertarian but besides that and if those ideas are kept on the margin, their fringe ideas in the general uh thought of Millet, then I, I'm not that worried. Uh, I would be worried if they try to gain more influence in the
0: government. Right. And uh listeners, I've also placed Adam's organization ichimoku fibonacci yeah so the 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 link tree is in the uh comments and i'm just showing his website here a financial newsletter and you offer all sorts of services there so last time we were discussing maybe you you know exiting argentina maybe you'll hang in there a bit longer
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really i'm 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 making a a change of mind
0: (laughs) very good mate. I'm, i'm glad to hear that now Steve Hanke, one of the top or most prominent economists in the United States has been writing aggressively or just very a- a- energetically in the lead up to this election saying how dollarization can happen and I agree with you Eduardo. The dollar is of course another fiat currency, it's not ideal, but when you've got 300% inflation, I mean what are you, what are you going to do? So, it's maybe a quick fix, it's not a not a long-term ideal fix and it do you know so Eduardo I'll, I'll go with you on this one. Do you know whether any experts are coming in to make the swift change to the closure of the central bank, because it's not like you can just flick your, your, you know, click your fingers. There's got to be some kind of, let's say, orderly process here.
2: Well, he, uh, Agustín Chevarne, Liberté Progreso, is advising him a lot of, on uh, the financial issues. Yes. His uh, stepbrother, uh, Ocampo, is helping. He wrote a book with. Uh, Kachanowski the son of Juan Carlos Kachanowski yes yes about dollarization and how to do it and how to implement it so they have a plan to allow uh, uh, allow dollars to just as local currency here competing with the pesos at the same mm. time so legal tender will not be an issue anymore and allowing just to operations in dollars so he is planning to buy the pesos, the central bank, bank, but of course you need dollars. And at the same time, the central bank is in debt and uh, they also issue the leaks that are just a kind of treasury bond, but not from the treasury, from the central mm-hmm. bank. And that's yes. a lot of money. So the only way they have uh, treasury bonds that they could try to uh, convert in dollars, but you need credibility because they they, they are. The rate right now, I think, is 10% or 14%. So if they can do that, I think they will get some dollars and to transform the the Argentinian economy and uh, little by little to absorb the pesos and to leave uh, the, the central bank on a kind of dollar standard. Once that is done, I think that... Uh I don't know if the central bank will disappear, but his role is going to be very secondary. And because it's not going to be operating anymore, issuing money, or whatever, I think that uh uh that's the case. I'm sure that Adam will uh, uh would could add more more on this. Go ahead, Adam.
1: Well, I, I had the honor two weeks ago to meet uh Lawrence White uh at yes. the Bitcoin conference here. Um I, had, I could exchange some words with him. And while he is not helping the government or the future government right now, he told yes. me about that he would come to, to Argentina a lot in the 90s to, to help and contribute with, with, I think it was Domingo Cavallo at the time, the, the Minister of Economy. Uh, okay. But he was very enthusiastic about closing the central bank and allowing currencies, at least fiat currencies, to compete freely in the country. How
0: swiftly do you think this will take place?
2: Uh, they were saying about uh, one year or two uh, but uh, they they are just trying to copy what uh, uh, in a way Ecuador and Panama were doing and uh, El Salvador too Mm so it's not going, they don't want to put a final date for the pesos so they want the people just uh, voluntarily to adopt the dollar for their daily uh, transactions and uh, so once they see the real price of the market of the dollar in in the markets, they will start absorbing those pesos. But first, of course, they need dollars to buy them. So uh, they they are they don't have a strict calendar, but I think they will start the first day to allowing transactions in dollars and closing the sepo. Right now, if you sell uh, one dollar to your to the Argentinian banks. They pay you three hundred and fifty, and the real price of the markets is close to one thousand. So nobody does it. That's why now that the export guys are getting three hundred and fifty for their exports. So instead of one thousand, the stealing yeah. is fantastic. It's a tremendous rate. So it's, that explains why Argentina' uh, lack of dollars, right, is 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 terrible.
0: Yeah, I felt this myself actually, Eduardo, years ago when I was just trying to get a ferry across to Uruguay. The, yeah. I had I had cash but because I was a foreigner they would they refused to let me pay with cash I had to pay with a foreign credit card so they could rob me and charge <laughs> me the official rate and yeah. I would pay three times the price or something like that yeah. now so they're getting almost like a 2 thirds tax on that transaction mm-hmm. now w- years ago Eduardo we were also at a, a country club near near Buenos Aires and you had it was a lovely occasion with some I'm sure some some barbecued beef and we and then one of your relatives said to me fergus can this happen can a, a widespread market liberalization happen in argentina and at the time i was let's say a little bit pessimistic because i know that there are these very powerful unions and i was living in neil in patagonia and basically there were these the fanciest buildings were the union buildings i'm not making this up <laughs> and i was thinking this is where all the petroleros, the petroleum workers their money some of it is going to them but a lot of it's going to the union what will they do to, let's say, derail or block this process?
2: The main, yes. the main strength of the unions is the money they're receiving. Uh, there is a law that forced every worker to pay a commission to the unions for them to give them medicine, free medicine. Uh, it's, a, it's a kind of uh, agreement they reached during the military age. So yes. the main source of funding for the for the unions and that's why they are so power powerful is that law. So uh, Millet has a fantastic card there to play. He, if he is he, he, a good threat, and unless you collaborate or unless I will cut all your funds because I will allow employees to use the money they want to do. Of course, that could be the goal. Something that should be done. But yes. at, at least, and, and and the other solution is to face them. You remember Margaret Thatcher with the uh, carbon guys in in in, in England. The, and the coal miners, the coal miners,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: coal, and Ronald Reagan with the aviation. So uh, unless you are ready to fight the the battle for, for liberalisation. Uh, don't don't go to don't want to become a president i think that's that <laughs> you you really you you need to be ready for the battle
0: yeah hmm. adam do you want to comment yeah because i just know that yeah. these people are not afraid to block roads for example I mean, that's almost trivial in their you know well label. yeah block
1: roads would be like the last the least thing they could do um and this is a point that we haven't mentioned yet that what you, which is the, the physical resistance that uh Millet's government 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 and we've seen these uh, in Macri's government, where uh, they were discussing in Congress uh, pension reform, and they threw like they say it was about forty tons of rocks towards the police and towards the building because of their protesting. So you, go, you we're going to start to see a lot of news coming from Argentina of, uh, of violent demonstrations, and there will be some turmoil and riots, and that's unavoidable because. All these um, organizations that have been fed by the state over the last 20 years, including unions, social organizations, um, uh, government-run companies, uh, unions and associations of uh, writer, ar- writers, artists, and all the artistic sector, they have been—they they are very entrenched in the government and, and receiving these government handouts. So they won't—they won't give up their b- privileges. Uh, peacefully, they will resist. They will try to paint this government as a human rights violator government, no matter what they do. So yes. these are um, say prior accusations before the fact, uh, and doesn't matter because rationality and logic is not their their battleground. Their battleground is force, violence, and imposition of the oh, and in position of the mightiest.
0: Yeah, int- intimidation. And that's yeah. the, that's the problem and I want to finish off with a let's say a discussion of the mentality because my concern is these people have an incredible enti- incredible entitlement mentality, right? Mm-hmm. And they will throw they will throw like a ch- child's tantrum if they don't get their way, right? They'll just start like you said literally throwing rocks because they're not getting their way, right? And however, and, and I know Eduardo, maybe you want to talk about I'm sure you they said the intellectual battle is even f- more fierce now than ever. Are, will any of these Syndicalistas or union members or advocates actually think, you know, maybe, maybe this is the right way to go. You know, is there any chance to actually reform them mentally? They'll see the fruits of the, let's say, more investment. Because I hate to say this, but I look at the outskirts of some of Buenos Aires and I think it's just tragic to see the poverty that is entrenched in the city and in the broader country that doesn't have to be there. I was, I'm here in Ireland right now and I was discussing this this election with locals and saying, well, Argentina, let's say, has the potential that is unrealized. So, what's what? Let's what you're discuss the dynamics of the ideological battle in in the the you know the heat of the moment right now.
2: Well, you have two intellectuals that explain this very well. One was Antonio Escotado, a a, a, a Spanish guy who died, I think, a couple of days, a couple of years ago, and Mm -hmm. he explain the importance of ideology, especially the Catholic Church. The other one is Loris Sanata, a Bolognese from Italy, who also explained the mentality, the Jesuit mentality, the idea of poverty, the idea of the ideal of uh, redistribution of wealth, social justice, equality, and the idea of necessity creates rights, So they create pseudo-rights. So uh, all those ideas have have been indoctrinated into the Argentinian population for the last 100 years. So what is a miracle is that the youth really catch some here and there uh, sentences from libertarians around the world. The social network really help a lot. And I think I will work for 50 years teaching and explaining really uh, gave its fruits. So uh, it's. I don't know how well absorbed are all those concepts. I think that there is some enthusiasm to change the country. And what is also helping is the inflation rate, regulation, poverty, all what you described. So yeah. people really want a change. Now, when we start to implement the changes, how are they going to react? I don't know. I think that the country is ready for an, a, a change. And I think we need to implement it with a shock immediately. If we wait a little bit, all the resistance forces will be ready to fight. So I think that that's why we are going to have a meeting now in one hour and a half. Everybody yes. is eager to really write the reforms for the first day on December 10th, Millet to implement them. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see
0: absolutely I agree with you, Eduardo, that this has to be done quickly across the board, lest they be easy targets for resistance, each of the reforms. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Adam, any final remarks? I this, this you know, I want to speak for a whole hour. We 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 scheduled this for half an hour that maybe we've not touched upon about what this means. I, I mean, both of you have been in you, you two have been in the trenches for many years and I assume you realize, I mean, as as Eduardo would say, it's almost like the fight has just begun. You know, what's next for you and your engagement, Adam? Are you you purely working as a financial advisor role these days?
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm not involved in politics right now, but I think there is going to be a big task of trying to explain those who have reach in social media, in in the traditional media, to explain how these um, measures or libertarian measures will impact on people and, and explain them clearly, uh, not only what, what the measures are going to be, but also what is the, the um, how do you say these the heritage, the, yeah. the, the, all the baggage that comes with the current government and leaves, leaves it to the next government. So that's going to be an important task and but i but, but i guess i and i think that if 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 milay starts applying these these measures and people start seeing the results this will open the door for him to move forward and advance with the following uh, proposals that he has made
0: are there any free or fri events coming up that people could go to uh we are we i we created a club read to lead
2: where we meet once a month and um, to discuss papers and we invite guests. La- the- this Friday, will be here, Rainer Sittelmann, the German guy I mentioned who, who wrote several books about capitalism. And mm-hmm. he he was the one predicting the victory of Millet, saying that the youth of Argentina understands free market economics better, the number fifth in the world. So... I think that our efforts really uh, uh, were well-received. And uh, that's Rainer Sitterman. In December, we will have here in Argentina Stephen Hicks explaining really where the world is coming and artificial intelligence and also this new technology that is changing the world and will be changing the world soon. So we better move in Argentina because if we don't want to, to lose the trend, right? Where we are going before we leave, Adam, please call me. I want to invest with you.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> we'll talk
2: later.
0: So yeah, there's as as you said, Eduardo. You don't want Argentina to be basically just passed by. You don't want the world to pass her by. To to just that's that's the that's the concern I have. That Argentina has, has been almost lost while everyone else has just moved ahead. And yeah. there's what there's one saying we have in English. I suspect there's a, a Spanish translation. You can vote your way into socialism, but you have to shoot your way out. So once they get in, you have to almost like fight a war to get out. So I'm I'm hopeful. You know, I hope you don't have to use too much violence to get out of this. <laughs> so, so that's if if that is the case, then your your labors in the intellectual world are paying dividends incredibly, which is a, a great news. So people go to. Fri dot We'll have this all posted on impunityobserver.org, uh, org the, the website. And so, otherwise, I just want to say thank you to our esteemed guests, and I wish you well in your endeavours uh, to come these, in these coming weeks. Okay. Come to visit thank us, Fergus. Thank you for your job. Thank I'll you, Ferguson. Our... Cheers, guys. Ciao.